Welcome to the 200th episode of Sci-Fi Thoughts. Enjoy the show. Swati Mohan. I'm a guidance and control engineer at NASA JPL, and I'm so excited to talk to you about how we do planetary exploration. This is a continuing episode of the Dr. Swati Mohan series. When I was uh, preparing for this interview, I stumbled across a video I was really surprised by. You had a, a call with uh, the President of the United States. I did. Not a one-on-one call. It was a a call that President Biden made to the entire Perseverance landing team. How did that feel? That was just amazing. He, it was amazing that at that point, you know, after we had been through so much, that he took the time to call and really gave a heartfelt message to the entire team and was so genuine about his appreciation for how we had gotten through the pandemic, how we had been able to succeed in this mission, uh, and his hopes for what it meant for the future of exploration and the hope that it would give for the you know the broader public. I have to appreciate something about NASA missions and in general space missions is that most so much of our news cycle is negative and and yet if you switch the channel, you know if you're watching YouTube and you stop watching current news, you know, about governmental issues or wars, and you start watching, like, you know, NASA or SpaceX or Artemis, you start, like, you're just, like, takes you in a whole different world because you're thinking about something that's out of the box and, and, and so far away from that. So I, I can understand why he, he was saying things about, you know, NASA brings these cool beacons of... That, are, that take us away from sort of the, the infighting that we have on our planet. Absolutely. They, they help to show that the boundaries that we have are things that we've drawn for ourselves, not things that in, inherently exist. That's what I love about working for NASA because, or working for Perseverance, right? Because the goal is not to, you know bring more money to something or to, to draw a boundary. The, the goal is knowledge, you know, pure knowledge for knowledge sakes of what humanity is about and how Earth evolved in our place in the universe. And that applies to everyone on the planet, not just people in one country or another. I love the fact that it can be shared like that. It wasn't just shared you know, locally here, it was shared across the world. And I got so many positive feedbacks from 
people all over the world of how excited they were. Even if for us it was middle of the day at one o'clock in the afternoon, but people in different countries like stayed up all night at one o'clock in the morning to watch the Perseverance River. And it was just an incredible feeling to get that sense of community across the entire world, not just not just here in Pasadena or uh, in the U.S. Pacific, but that camaraderie that it was able to to pull together, at least for those seven minutes of terror. So, so why don't you talk a little bit about that, seven minutes of terror? The seven minutes of terror, yeah. So the seven minutes of terror are is the amount of time it takes for a Mars landing mission to get from the top of the atmosphere of Mars down to the ground safely. Uh, so that's what seven minutes is. The terror is because it takes anywhere between 11 to 13 minutes for signal to travel from Earth to Mars. That's just how fast light travels uh, from the distance from Earth to Mars. So by the time the you hear here in Mission Control that the spacecraft has reached the top of the atmosphere, it's on the ground, whether safely on the ground and doing stuff or a big pile of rubble, it's on the ground. And so you can't do anything about it in Mission Control at that point. You can just sit and wait in terror until you go through those entire seven minutes and you find out if it's successful at the bottom uh, of the landing or not. So that meant everything has to be automated and all of the the what-ifs, all of the robustness of if something could go wrong, like you, we have to code into the brain of the rover itself the ability for it to take care of itself during these seven minutes and do whatever it needs to do to reach the ground safely. If you started on the Perseverance from the beginning, how many years is that? I think you said 16? I worked on Perseverance for eight years of development. It was roughly eight, eight and a half years from project formulation to landing day. Okay. And so, so I'm just setting this context for the audience. This is like you spent eight years on something, you know, think about maybe you spent four years in college to, to, to graduate, but this is eight years and, and you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> it all comes down to seven minutes at the end. <laughs> oh boy. That's some pressure. Yeah. It's, it's a really interesting feeling, right? Like it's longer than I I worked on anything else, longer than I was in high school or middle school or college or graduate school. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was longer than one of my kids had been alive. You know, I had had her during Perseverance. And all that work, it, it could just, you know, snap and it, it stops in in seven minutes. Like it literally had a timer that you were counting down throughout the entire development. We, wow. we knew to the time roughly to the minute, to the hour that we were supposed to land on Mars for that entirety of almost the entirety of the, the development when that was going to be, because we had a, a fixed arrival date. So yeah. it's this con we, we even had a countdown clock, uh, in wow. like across from the elevators on the floor of our, where all of us are co-located. So this constant countdown clock of, this many days to landing, this many hours to landing, and to and you don't know what's going to happen until you actually get there. All you can do is prepare, prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Oh man! And I just can imagine if uh, <laughs> if there's conflict between people, it's, there's they're they're thinking about each side is trying to like avoid that bad scenario, and 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 I bet. Um, 
intentions or emotions can get tied up in that. I actually found that this particular team, and I've worked on multiple teams, but this particular team, like we ended up being very close knit. You know, some not all teams are like that, but this one I actually felt like the sum of our the total of our team was more than the sum of the parts. The way that we had gelled, our ability to communicate with each other openly and freely to work these the issue, not the people, but the issue at hand really was amazingly strong on on this particular team. The emotions of the people going into landing, the best description I can can say is this is what it, it sort of must feel like for um, the cast and crew of a long-running show that had been together for years, like eight years, right? Uh, and there's a, a series finale. And no matter what, if that series finale goes well, if it's highly lauded or people think it's horrible, it doesn't matter that that is, that is the end in some sense, win, lose, draw, that is that is the end, uh, and it was. It kind of felt like that going into into landing day because we knew it was done. Like for us who worked the cruise and EDL, it, it, we were going to be done on landing day, whether we had a mission after or not. We're going to be done, and we were going to be moving on to other other roles on different projects. So we were we knew we were separating at that point as a team. Uh, so it was a little bit bittersweet. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. It's sort of like, uh, yeah, you're breaking up a team at that point. Are you interested in science fiction with a Hawaiian twist? Nafi is a retired pro surfer who works security at a pineapple plant. He falls for a girl who uses him to break security so she can investigate a conspiracy to destroy Hawaii's pineapple crop. Unfortunately, she gets caught, Nafi gets in trouble, and the epidemiologist who's behind the pineapple virus is out to kill them. Honolulu Hadi is a cyberpunk action-adventure novelette set in post-global warming Hawaii. To get this novelette, go to Amazon and search for Lancer Honolulu Hati. Sci-Fi Thoughts has collected a bunch of show notes. You will find videos of Dr. Swati Mohan talking about her work with some of the past NASA missions. There's also a video of her and her team talking to the President of the United States, and she was on the Kelly Clarkson show. And there's a few others in there too. So where are the show notes? The show notes are right there in your podcast player. If you don't use a podcast player, go back to the webpage where you downloaded this MP3. The Dr. Swati Mohan series started at episode 197. If you missed that episode, you can find it by searching for Lancer Sci-Fi Thoughts Archive. Next episode, more Dr. Swati Mohan. What advice would you give to others who dream of working at NASA? 